Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Oh, I'm so excited to hear your story. I'm so excited for you to hear my story because you remember when uh, recently I was approached by one mom that asked me what I did and then I told her and then she asked me if uh, I talked about murder Mm -hmm. and I said, well, not all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. So... She can listen to this one. Okay. Good. 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 
Yeah. So I am in a rush only because I am taking my little kiddo to Las Vegas, which seems actually like an oxymoron, but his best friend lives there. So. Okay. Well, watch out for Mike Tyson. Holy uh, balls! by the way. <laughs> Did you he, guys all see that story on the news today? He beat up a passenger who I'm sure was being kind of a jackass. Let's oh, be honest. Listen, I don't uh, think it is okay to hit someone ever, but I do kind of feel like you mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. This guy, <laughs> I mean, and Mike Tyson has some horns, right? Oh, yes, we all know. He bit off somebody's ear. The guy, don't yeah, mess with him. Yeah, like for real. This guy was, they're saying, was heavily intoxicated and continually badgering Mike Tyson. What an idiot. What an idiot. I am really surprised that he actually did not file charges. He didn't because he must really think that he was being an asshole. I think he really wanted to get hit. I think he wanted to be like, I'm the guy that got hit by Mike Tyson. Yeah, you're probably right. But and you know what? Going, I, were they going to Vegas? They were, right? I think so. Or yeah. maybe leaving leaving from there. Anyways, I um, I don't think that he anticipated that what that also means, being the guy that was hit from Mike Tyson, is that TMZ is going to dig up all your critical or all your criminal records. So now we know like this guy and everybody else knows that this guy has served time a couple times, has oh, had no. a, a drug history, theft history. So you really put yourself on blast. So hope it was worth it, dude. Yeah. Okay, I'll try not to get in a fight with Mike Tyson. Okay. I don't need all my past coming back up to haunt me. Oh, yeah, because you have so many skeletons in I your mean, closet. I mean, the skeletons <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Gretchy, it's only a few more sleeps until you get here to go see Justin Bieber. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm preparing myself. So I, you know, I like to do my homework, right? So I've been listening to Justin Bieber songs in the car. Same. With my children. Uh, and so Peaches is on the agenda, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with Justin Bieber songs. So I didn't know. And my kids are like, they really like the song. It is, is a, a good problem. song. It is a good song. But it's like, I get my weed from California. Na, na, na. And then something about badass bitch. Oh, yes. You know it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I hate to be like that mom, but it's like, man, is there anything I can listen to with my kids that is good that they can Ghost. repeat? Listen to Ghost with them. They'll like that one. Uh, the Peaches one is fun. I mean, do they really get it? I don't care if they get it or not. I just don't want them to repeat it. Well, that's true. Nobody needs nobody. We're trying needs. to get a play date up in here. <laughs> yeah, no. the, the teacher, they're like, you're a badass bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's all. Speaking of teachers, I'm talking about teachers today. You are? I am. And you know, we're recording on the day that my kid didn't get to go with the teachers to the Fort Worth Zoo. My second kiddo that was supposed to go to the zoo, but uh, so we're leaving a little early for the Las for Vegas, Vegas. actually works out really in my favor, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So 
Anyway, should we get started or do you have anything else to tell me this week that we haven't chatted about yet? No, I mean, I'm just preparing to come see you. So I'm going to try to keep the tequila to a minimum this weekend. You should because they have the best ranch waters here. Okay, I had the best ranch water I have ever had. You're frozen. Real quick before I get in my story the other day. The guy gave it to me all separate. So he gave me a glass of ice and then a shot of tequila on the side, a shot of lime on the side, and then a Topa Chico. He said, Mm -hmm. people like making it themselves. And I made it myself and it was so, it was the best. It was the best I've had. I can't wait for that. My husband was away on a business trip this week and he tried ordering ranch water at a bar. Didn't and work. It didn't. It in Oakland. Yeah, and they um oh. they made fun of him. <laughs> oh, I I don't think it's made its way through the whole country. Although it is, it's a uh, Orange County and Texas. I don't know. Maybe it's it's staying south. Hasn't made its way up north yet. Yeah, I don't know. I also tried to order it in Cabo, and they didn't know what it was either. Mm. So it hasn't made it that south. They were like, do you mean a margarita, ma'am? Uh, I'm like, kind of, yeah. No, it is kind of a margarita. Well, kind of. I mean, tequila, soda, lime. Without the sweetener. Yes. Anyways. All right. Okay. So let's get on to the show. All right. This week's episode is one that reminds me of a case that we did in the very beginning that came out of your hood, Orange County, California. Ah. You know which one I'm talking about? It's the very first episode that I think that's live right now. The PTA mom? The PTO mom. Or is it PTO or PTA? It's PTA here. Oh, it's PTO here. Weird, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, the PTA moms. But this one's a little different. It did happen in a school, an elementary school called Cool Ball Learning Center in Pocono area in Pennsylvania. Okay. Are you familiar with that area, Poconos? Can't, no, I didn't. I'm not familiar with the Pocono. I like the way it sounds. Like I, I like the way Poughkeepsie, New Jersey sounds too. Oh, yeah. I like that too. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm not familiar with it either, but it is in the eastern part of Pennsylvania. There are a lot of townships around it. And it's a commuter area to New York City. It's about two hours away. Uh, Looks like a very lovely place to live if you want affordability, easy access to the city, and not feel like you're in the city. It's like there's got some lakes and it's green and, you know, not the concrete jungle of New York City. Okay. So back in the early 90s, there was a 42-year-old teacher named Joanne Chambers. She worked as a reading specialist at Cool Ball Learning Center, which, by the way, Cool Ball Learning Center sounds like, um, it doesn't sound like an elementary school that's owned by the state, but it is. Like, it's it's a, what do you call it? Public school. So she works there. She's worked in this district for eight years by this time. She taught the little first graders how to read, uh, you know, when they're still real cute and you mm-hmm. can handle them. Uh, Joanne was described as a really fun teacher, definitely unconventional at the time. She made learning really fun, loved her students, 
and she made sure to tell them every day how wonderful and bright they were. And you know what she also said to them? What? Every day she would tell them that they made her heart happy. Oh, just like you, Tab. I know. I thought I was the only one that said that, by the way, when you I read it. some wine like, with that cheese? Okay. Oh, me and, me and Joanne. That's mm-hmm. something in common. Hopefully it's the only thing we have in common. Ooh, okay. Uh, Joanne was cute. I mean, I guess I would like that in common, too. She had like a short little bob haircut. She wore Mickey Mouse t-shirts to school. And she even got the administration to loosen up a bit by organizing water fights on the last day of school. I'm pretty sure if I was in first grade, I would want Mrs. Chambers as my teacher. Okay. Joanne at home, she seemed to have a pretty standard life as well. She was married to a man that owned a painting business and had a 10-year-old son of her own. One day in 1993, the school that Joanne was working for got a letter regarding Joanne. The letter referred to her as an awful person, a awful teacher, talked about how she wore jeans to school and was so unprofessional. How dare she organize water fights and what a disgrace to the school this woman was. To wear the jeans. Who wears jeans to school? Oh, my God. God forbid. God forbid. I'm wearing jeans right now with lots Uh, of holes in them. Yeah, me, I I do that all the time. You know, does this only happen to me? I get stopped by, like, older gentlemen who say, oh, do you need some money? You've got so many holes in your pants. (laughs) They make comments like that to me all the time. You, I think you are the person that people just feel like they can talk to however which way they want to talk to you Mm. you know what i'm saying yeah i guess so i mean yell at you cuss you out oh yeah i was on a (laughs) run the other day and and another older gentleman was like put a smile on what's wrong with you oh my god i was like i'm (laughs) running and listening to a podcast about murder (laughs) you're killing my vibe You should have said, I'm listening to serial killers, about serial killers, and you better be careful, mister. Yeah, I didn't say anything back. So at first, the school, of course, just ignored such a silly letter. But the letters kept coming. Some were sent directly to the school, but some were found on the floor of the office or the halls of the school. Each one talking about Joanne pretty negatively. As time went on, the letters got more and more aggressive, some even calling Joanne a bitch. Ugh, An- badass bitch. No, 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 What? <laughs> I'm just thinking Maybe of the she's a badass bitch. bitch, right? Okay. <laughs> Actually, the song is very appropriate because another one of the letters said she smoked the marijuana. Ah! Oh, my God. I, I mean, God forbid. But then they got even more harassing, saying that Joanne had AIDS and even molested children. Oh, geez. They were ruthless and awful, and Joanne knew about all of them. The school administration was sure that someone in the school was sending these harassing letters as they mentioned a lot of things that happened at the school and were privy to information that others didn't have unless you actually worked there. 
Mm-hmm. But who couldn't like this amazing teacher? At first, Joanne brushed it off and went on her daily life and until these letters started arriving at her house and they became threatening. Things started to change once the threats came. Joanne herself even says that she was very scared. She told her son and her husband goodbye every day like it was the last time she would see them. And the letters got downright evil. One letter sent claimed she brought alcohol to school, said she was a Jack Daniels drinker and a whiskey toting alcoholic. Oh my gosh. And guess what? When she went to her desk, there was a empty bottle of Jack. When she found the empty bottle, she also noticed a picture of her and her son had been removed from her desk. So whoever this really was had a big grudge against her. And Joanne started thinking about another teacher that taught first grade. This teacher was a bit older than Joanne and had taught in district longer. Her name was Paula Noraki. Paula acted like a friend to Joanne, but she was quite opposite of a teacher. Paula was like by the book, real strict. I mean, real strict. She didn't mess around. She had a very different classroom than Joanne did. Mm -hmm. She wore your typical school mom attire. She had short brown hair. And Joanne thought maybe she had it out for her because she was the fun teacher Paula and the not-so-fun teacher and students probably like Joanne better. Mm -hmm. The administration thought, well, that makes sense and thought it possibly could be Paula. There was one letter that actually came in that called the superintendent Colonel Pink, Plink, I think. Uh, Do you ever remember that Hogan's Heroes show? No. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, me either. I think we were too young to be watching it or something, but... Anyways, it was a it was a a gesture regarding that show in the letter and Paula in real life at school would call the superintendent that. And so or she had referred to him as that in the past. And so that kind of like was a red flag. They were like, well, that's weird. This letter says that the only person we know that's ever said that is this Mm -hmm. other first grade teacher, Paula, who is, you know, opposite of Joanne. Right. Letters progressed, and now there were flyers distributed around town. At the grocery store, there was a photocopied flyer with a pornographic image. So this image was like a few ladies naked. Okay. Um, Somebody had cut Joanne's face out of a picture, that picture that was taken from her desk and photocopied onto the flyer like she was one of the women. I mean, you could clearly tell that she wasn't, you know. Oh, my gosh. It said something on there like, lick it, suck it. I mean, like, it was dirty. (gasps) Yeah. So Joanne finds this on the grocery store window, and this flyer was sent to kids, like her kids' homes. It was all over. So that's pretty mortifying, right? I mean. Yeah, that's mortifying, but it is also like obvious someone is obsessed with her. Stalking. Yeah, and juvenile. 
Yeah. Like weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One time when I was in seventh grade, somebody cut, you know, like in yearbook, they used to do those. They used to cut out like our yearbooks were so cheesy, but they would cut pictures out of you and then they would paste them all over like yes. page. Yes. And then photocopy it. Look just like that. Somebody cut a witch's hat out and put it on my head and put it in the yearbook. And oh, was... that's not very nice. I'm surprised that made it past the teacher editor. Well, yes, I was very upset. And I went to the yearbook editor teacher and brought it to her attention. And she apologized because she also didn't know how it got past her. But I knew who it was because I knew who was on the yearbook committee. And this particular individual terrorized me through high school also. So there's that. So yeah, people can be obsessed. And like this girl, like I I don't even know why she didn't had it out for me. I didn't I had one of those. We didn't we were not even I, I don't know. know. Like there was nothing about it's weird. Me that, yeah. Weird. So the school became real fed up with this crazy and took it to the police. The police wanted to polygraph some of the women in the school, which most were happy to do. But one woman failed the polygraph. And you'll never guess who it was. Paula. Paula. Uh Uh-huh. Paula, the one that they suspected. Paula thought, this is crazy. And when the police asked to search her home, she said, have at it. They took a typewriter from her house to compare it to the letters. And the typewriter was not actually a match. But, you know, what is that? I mean, you could be typewriting at the library or at school. Uh, You know, the funny thing, I was telling my kids about this story. And Colton was like, oh, why don't you just, why didn't they just look at her emails on her computer? I was like, well, funny thing is, they actually sent letters, Colton, not emails. Yeah. And she didn't have a computer and there was no such thing as the internet. Or maybe there was 93. I don't think so. Actually. It was new. It, yeah, no, there was. was new. Even, it was new, but it was there. Yeah. But I not remember. email yet. Mm. Not email, I don't think, in 93. Yeah, I think there was. You do? Yeah. Did you have AOL? 13? I, I didn't have it, but I recall I was in high school in the early 90s, and you could use the interweb in the library. It was a thing. Oh, yeah. It might have been a thing. But it was not a thing for this Paula. Yeah. She had a typewriter. Right. And these letters were sent with a typewriter. Um, and technology, you know, technology really does help us with finding out who does these things because IP address, yo. Yeah. Yeah, we um, gotcha. The list of things happening just went on and on. And most were absurd and indecent, but most were not life-threatening. Until a box showed up with a Barbie doll dressed like Joanne in a dress that matched one that she often wore with a haircut just like Joanne and a razor blade in her neck. (gasps) 
Now that's pretty damn scary. Oh, yeah. Um, And then a very threatening letter came in saying that Joanne's coffee was going to be poisoned and the person writing the letter had plenty of opportunities to do so in the past week. The letter stated, I had four chances to drug your coffee this week. Or did I drug your coffee? Oh, my gosh. It's like they just want to get caught. It's weird, right? Yeah. So the school and the police decided it was time to put a hidden camera in Joanne's classroom. And you will never guess what they saw. Paula. One day, there was a group of women, teachers, talking in Joanne's classroom, and they all walk out. But one teacher walks back in and grabs Joanne's coffee mug on her desk. And you are right, Gretchie. It is none other than Paula Noraki walking back in and grabbing Joanne's coffee cup. Now, they were really on to her and questioned if she was the one harassing Joanne. And Paula says, no, I'm not. Unless, I mean, I don't believe I am. I don't know if I am. <laughs> I have no idea if I'm doing it. They then put a wire on Joanne and try to catch Paula in some sort of, you know, admitted guilt, but Paula didn't bite. She just told Joanne, I don't know how you're holding up and I feel really bad for you. At this point, they also just feared for Joanne's safety. So they moved her to another school in the same district, but away from Paula. And things, you know, they were trying to, they're trying to get enough evidence against Paula. And finally, the straw that broke the camel's back for the police was when Joanne called 911 to tell them that she was just run off the road on the freeway. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. 
You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. She said she was driving when someone ran her into the ditch, and when she stopped and looked over, it was none other than Paula Noraki staring dead in her eyes. Oh my gosh. So police had had it, and they think they have enough evidence, so they arrest Paula for the harassment and attempt to harm Joanne Chambers. There were over 100 counts against Paula. So that's a lot of time in the clink, right? Yeah, yeah. Paula, of course, made bail, but her in her school, they, you know, gave her leave um, until this could all be worked out. They suspended her, but they actually paid her. She got suspended with pay, which I'm surprised. Yeah. Paula maintained her innocence and her husband and her hired an attorney, which is good. Yeah. But you know what they also did? They hired a private detective. Paula was adamant that this crazy shit going down had nothing to do with her. And the PI, he was like, dude, you've got a lot of charges against you. I'm not really sure. I'll take the case, but this is not looking good. Yeah. However, this new thing that had just come out in the last couple years called DNA, you know, was on his radar. So the PI wanted to test the DNA on the envelope sent to the school. They were in the police custody and remember, you know, in the 90s, in the early 90s, like it just DNA was just not. It wasn't a thing that they were doing readily, especially in like small towns. OK, right. And you still had to actually like kind of explain it to people like what exactly it was. So the the PI asked the police, hey, you know, I would like to extract the DNA and see if Paula's DNA is on it. The police said, sure, you can do that. But. Paula has to pay for it, and you have to disclose the results one way or another. And Paula agreed. So she forked out $7,000, which is a lot of money on a teacher's salary. Uh, listen, now. It, yeah, but, so that was a lot of money then. Yeah, a lot. So she does it. She she pays the $7,000, and um, they were able to get DNA off the stamp of the envelope and on a flap of the other one, you know, where you like lick the seal. Mm-hmm. And guess what? What? It was not a match to Paula or Paula's husband, who they wanted to make sure, you know, maybe he could have been in on it. So who the heck could it be? 
Well, the PI kept investigating, and he found that Joanne had previously made some claims at her old school district that she had sat in feces, which did I tell you she had like said she sat in feces at this school too? No. Kind of weird. Like she said somebody put feces on her chair at school. And I mean, that's so she's claiming, you know, that Paula did that to her. But this PI sees that in her last school district years and years ago, she also claimed that somebody had put feces on her chair. She's a first grade teacher. I mean, that doesn't I do not think that would happen twice. No, that would not happen twice. And I mean, just side note, because this is very, um, you know, I'm following the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. (laughs) Yes. There's low. And then when you're talking about adult feces, that it's this lower than low. We've hit, we've gone so far below the bottom. It's, that's bad. It's so gross. I can't even like, I can't even wrap my head around it. And I was telling my husband yesterday about the Amber Heard trial, Johnny Depp, which, by the way, when they're airing so much dirty laundry. Oh, yeah. It's it's one mind blowing that anybody could have these kind of interactions for years. One weekend. (laughs) I mean, yes. if this should happen to yes. me one time, I'd be like, we are we are done. This is too much. But the fact that they are both suing each other, I would just be like, hey, let's just drop this. This is like so this embarrassing. Is Neither one character. of them look good. Both. It, one is crazier than the other. They. They are, are both batshit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, wowzers. I mean, yeah. the, every day I, I think. Well, that one was crazier than the last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Joanne sitting on feces twice is pretty freaking odd, I would have to say. She also uh, had gone to the police with lots of reports about being run off the road before, which, listen, it happened to me in Texas with my California license plates. But soon as I changed them, it didn't happen again. So, you know, it just, I don't think that happens regularly either. Mm-hmm. They also found that Joanne had at least reported 16 reports to authorities regarding anonymous threats that have happened to her in another police department years prior. She also claimed she jumped from windows, escaping fires, jumped from windows, escaping wicked nuns that were chasing her. The list of weird shit that has happened to Joanne is endless. So the PI says, you know what? Let's test that DNA against Joanne's DNA herself. Oh. They find some remnants in her trash, and sure as shit, the DNA matches Joanne Chambers. Oh my gosh. This crazy bitch had been harassing herself and blaming it on Paula. What's she have against Paula? Well, I actually think maybe she didn't have anything against Paula. I think, well, I don't know. It's kind of odd because this happened in a time where I think um, 
there wasn't so much media coverage or social media, all this stuff. So once this ended, it it kind of just ended and there was no prying into why in the world did you do this to this woman? Some people have, and there's not a lot of, there's not a lot on this case, but out there, but some people in the Reddit history have thought maybe, maybe it was, maybe the administration at first was like, oh, it's Paula. And then she just kind of ran with it. Oh. And didn't know how to backpedal. You know, she, I think Joanne wanted the attention. Oh, she definitely wanted the attention. And maybe she was a little insecure. Maybe Paula was, you know, smart. Yeah. I think Paula is smart. She freaking hired a private investigator. That was the smartest decision she could have done. Totally. Because guess what? When her private investigator takes all this evidence to the prosecutor and says, you need to drop these charges against my client. Guess what he says? What? No, we're still taking her ass to trial because like, again, they just, the DNA is not, it's not what it is today. People don't really believe it. Right. Okay. And they question Joanne like, Hey, your DNA is on these, this, the stamps. And Joanne says, Oh yeah, that's because I was left alone with the with the letters one day and uh, the stamps fell off. So I licked them back on. She said, and then when they wouldn't go back on, I took a glue stick and I out of my purse and I glued them back on. Which, by the way, there was no glue remnants on the stamps. And there was also no explanation from Joanne as to how her DNA got on the envelope flap as well. You know, they went to trial. They asked Joanne this at trial. She says this. They also ask they also ask Paula about the camera shot of her getting the coffee cup, right? Because right. that looks suspicious. And Joanne says, Yeah, I did do that because while we were all walking out of her classroom, Joanne specifically said to me, Hey Paula, can you go grab my coffee cup for me? Paula had no idea that, one, she was being threatened to poison her coffee, right? That was only privy information to, to Joanne and the, and the officials. And she also didn't know that there was a hidden camera. Only Joanne knew that. So that's when I'm like, yeah, you were setting the, this woman up. Totally. The trial went on and all these questions were asked of Paula on the stand. She said she was very friendly with Joanne, could not imagine how she was still working with all this crazy stuff going on, and she really felt for her. Multiple people came forward to talk about how Joanne was a habitual storyteller, and the DNA had to be explained real carefully to the jury, and at the end of the day, there was really no concrete evidence that Paula had any part of this crazy. Even the running off the road, I thought about this for a second. There's, you're, you're going at like 60 miles an hour. If somebody runs you off the road, which what Joanne said is she stopped and then looked over. That person would have been gone. Right. They didn't like run you off the road and stop with you. So the jury deliberated for two hours, which I think was uh, probably more than enough. I can only imagine they were just eating the cookies and drinking the sodas that they had in there for them. And they found Paula not guilty. So 
After that, both ladies went back to work at the same school district, however, at different schools, and nobody ever questioned Joanne Chambers. It it went on as we don't know who was who was sending those threats to Joanne. Crazy. Yeah. So Joanne Chambers could have been your teacher, Gretchy. Well, my second grade's teacher, her name was Joanne. Oh, my goodness. Was oh it? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. Um, okay. So, like, what did you find her? Like, what's she doing now? She's Yeah. So, I, um, you know, these, well, let me just tell you a little bit more. So, right after that, Joanne, I mean, sorry, Paula did sue. She Good. sued Joanne herself. She sued um, the school district, and she tried to sue the prosecutor. The, I mean... The prosecutor is a bad guy. Yeah. Also, Joanne should have been in trouble. 100%. Yeah. This is, this for sure was her. And eventually, Paula did win, I think, against the school district and Joanne. She won $25,000 from Joanne and she won $600,000 from the school district. Okay. So that's great. I think she's it's a well-deserved for her. She said her reputation never was the same after, which I can imagine it wasn't. I mean, no. you know, people probably still thought it was her. Yeah. Um, They both worked until they retired. Um, I could not find Joanne anywhere. But from what I have read is that she's, you know, she stayed in the in the town and and still was a teacher and Paula retired and hopefully she's having a nice retired life. Yeah. Because um, people like that, like the sociopath, I mean, it's very Sherry Papini, right? It's like, they don't, they don't have a problem. They, I think they lie to themselves so much. They believe it. Dude, she went on forensic files mm-hmm. herself and yeah, still maintained her innocence that she did not send any of that to herself. She even, I mean, she went on television as they're telling this story. Like yeah. this woman sent this and did this. And she's, she's like, yeah, put me on TV. Oh my gosh. I'm the case that I'm working on right now is also kind of a compulsive liar. And he went on Dr. Phil. Let me tell you, there is no worse place to go. If your truth telling is not your scene. I would not. Okay. You could go, you should go on any other talk show. Dr. Phil's going to take you to task. You know? <laughs> I think even, I would be scared to go on Dr. Phil ever, even if I was 100% <laughs> truthful. <laughs> Just yeah. intimidated. Yeah. He's very quick. Let me tell you also, remember we were just talking about the last case of the polygraph. Like, I wonder why Paula failed the polygraph test. I don't know. She's She's probably nervous. nervous. I get worried. I mean, I get worried that I would, I would fail a polygraph. I know me too. So this case is funny because I did tell my kids about it because they always ask me what I'm working on. Right. And then I was like, oh, I could tell them this one. I obviously didn't talk about the porn or the, yeah, like molesting kids and I mean, I made it real PG for them. Yeah. 
But it was funny because I told Colton first and then and then he was like, Mom, tell Caden, tell Caden about those crazy teachers. <laughs> so they really enjoyed it, actually. Well, that sounds like excellent parenting. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's gonna, he's going to question his teacher now. I've been down a rabbit hole because something I'm watching all these police videos and something came on my, you know, how it suggests things when you're like on the YouTube and it was a uh, woman takes sobriety test with no pants on. <laughs> if you want to give yourself some giggles, I recommend just watching sobriety test. And if you want to laugh even harder, it's sobriety test, Florida. Oh, my gosh. It's always Florida, <laughs> you guys. It's so, what because, is it? Well, Florida has the Freedom of Information Act. And so, like, you can get anything from Florida where it's harder in other states. So, like, if somebody's interviewed by the police or whatever, like, all those interrogation videos are available. So maybe Floridians are not as nutso as we all say. They just put the evidence out there. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, they are at that nutso. I should take that back. I just want to think, I think maybe all of the states are that nutso too. We just keep it more on the down low. <laughs> We're like, we, we actually don't want our dirty laundry shared. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> sure. I, I, I don't know. You still think there's something about Florida? I have thought that there was something about Florida forever, right? Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy Florida more now that I'm close to it and have been there a few times. I think the weather's great. I think it's a great place to go. Uh, and it's close. But I still get a little nervous. You know, bad stuff happens in Florida, like those alligator attacks and whatnot. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is just the information is rampant, but. I don't know. Well, I'll be the judge of it because I'm trying real hard to get there next year. Well, I hope you come next year. Can I come with you? I don't think it's your scene. Why? We're going to like fish. Oh, it's not my scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not staying in a fancy hotel. We're like going to go on little boats and fish. Okay. Yeah. Definitely not my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that I'm bougie, you guys, but sometimes we have different on, ideas of vacation. On vacation, I like to be <laughs> a little bit more than on a little boat. Yeah. Actually, I'm not a fan of fishing boats at all. Yeah. So, yes. Hey, Troy, eat a dick. <laughs> That's for our friend, Troy. You guys, we have a, a listener who's a husband. His name is Troy. We really appreciate when you guys get your husbands listening to us. Oh, my God. Like, so we appreciate it so much because we can't get ours to listen. We're glad they don't <laughs> listen most of the time now. But, uh, yeah, ours do not listen. Listen, it's way better if they don't listen because we discovered when they that. did listen, they would question everything we said. And then it's uh, like, dude, just take a chill pill. Like, yeah. listen like the rest of the listeners instead of like our husband. Yeah. You little jerks. Just kidding. They're not jerks. We love them so much. 
you guys also, if you get your friends to listen to us, we really appreciate it. So please tell all of your friends, all of your friends on social media, they really need a good podcast. Trust me, you guys can uh, lighten their lives if you tell them about Housewives of True Crime. If you haven't subscribed to us, please do so now. And if you haven't given us a review, we really appreciate it. It helps us tremendously because mostly people like to give bad reviews and then it brings our rating down. Although we don't have a lot of bad reviews, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's harder for people to do good reviews than bad reviews. That's it. That's throughout life. No, that's what I mean. Right. You go to like a sucky dinner. You're like, oh, I got food poisoning. I want to tell people about it. Mm -hmm. That's I had a really good dinner last night at Del Frisco's, which I generally do not go to but it was we went to concert recital for my son so we took him somewhere fancier and I also am not like a huge chain person but it was really great oh that's nice I just gave someone a bad review I wish I never do you what I just gave someone a bad review you did yeah I got sent one of those little yeah I went and got a blood test you know yeah and um, I had just cleaned out my car and I didn't bring my person with me. Like I didn't I didn't put my person in the car wherever, which is where I keep mask. And so I didn't have a mask. So I got to the door, you know, when it just hits you like, oh, shoot, mask. Right. Yeah. So I like kind of stood outside and was like, hey, do you have a mask? And um, the chick was like, do you have one in your car? And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Sorry. And she was like, oh. And she gave me one, right? But she also gave me a long lecture about how, you know, if I'm not, obviously I'm not aware that medical facilities still require, I'm like, I am aware. I I have no problem wearing a mask. I just forgot. And she continued to tell me about how, well, it seems real convenient because a lot of people like you keep forgetting. Oh my God. And um, I was like, I said I was sorry. She also told me there's a shortage of paper masks right now, which I'm like having a hard time believing. I'm really having a hard time believing because nobody's wearing one anymore. You don't even have to wear one on the airplane. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I just was like, you know, let me tell you something else. I I don't need a lecture. I can't wait until there's no masks, no paper masks anywhere. I see them everywhere. I saw them all over the beach. I see them mm-hmm. on the ground. Mm-hmm. They are, it, it's going to be a real bad ocean killer, those masks. Yeah. Them, yeah. But, you know, it's oh, like. Anyways. Yeah. Let's get off that topic. Yeah. And let's get on to something better. Why don't you guys follow us on Housewives of True Crime group? That's our private group on Facebook where you guys can tell us whatever you want and none of your friends on Facebook know that you're there or talking SHIT or, you know, whatever you want to do. Follow us on Instagram and think that's it. Um, We appreciate all of you. Oh, one more thing. If you do want more of us, we are on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. You can get one extra bonus crime a month and then one weekly episode where we just uh, talk about life and we um, are very active in that group also on Patreon. So 
We appreciate all our Patreons and we hope you join us there. That really supports us and helps us. And until Thursday for the Patreon members and until next Monday for all the rest, I hope you guys have a great week. Clink, clink, clink.